Thank you, Chair. I have the the apology of the minister. Uh, she's attending the nomadic African ministers of foreign affairs in Finland. And then I've got another apology from Deputy Minister Porters, who has a bilateral engagement. Those are the only apologies I have. Thank you. Thank you very much for the apologies. This meeting, honorable members, could have taken place this morning at half past eight because of the risk it was facing regarding the program of, of parliament. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't. That's why we are meeting at the time at which we are meeting now. Can we just reconfirm the items at Wabalo so that we can formally adopt them? The, the, the first item, Chair, is the briefing by the ARF on South Africa's achievement and challenges in support of uh, mediation and conflict resolution efforts regarding of the African Union flagship program, Silencing the Guns. And then the second uh, agenda item is consideration and adoption of the Portfolio Committee APP and Strategic Plan. Those are the two the items. main items. Sir. Main items, sir. but looking at the time, oh, maybe do it. Thank you very much. Honorable members, I want to make a suggestion that item two, that deals with our strategic plan and APP, we allow members to go and study that document throughout the number of days we are going to be having so that when we come back from research, we can deal with that matter. Which means if the committee agrees, we'll only deal with item, dispose it off and close off the meeting. Do we have a seconder for that proposal? Seconder, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Munkosi. Is there anyone who is not agreeing, Honorable Members, on us dealing with item two when we come back from recess? There be silence, which translates into consent collectively by the portfolio committee. Item number two, which deals with our strategy, APP as the portfolio committee, will be attended to when we come back from research. The document will be circulated to all the members so that they can read, study it, make whatever amendments they want to make, forward it to the office and deal with it accordingly. We have an apology of um, the DG. Uh, yesterday, he sent the apology to me, and he has mandated uh, to do the presentation, or anyone that has been mandated by the DG of the department. Uh, I'm unable, because I'm using the phone at the same time, to go into the list of participants. So even Tatamunyala is there, please make it snappy, do the presentation so that we can sum up. Um, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, and greetings to Honorable Members and um, all the excellencies in the meeting. I will not even go into the introduction I thought I was going to make in the interest of time, uh, but uh, just to introduce my colleague, Mr. Levuyon Demeni, the Acting Chief Director for African Union, 
to then give an overview on the achievements, challenges, and envisaged opportunities in advancing the AU's flagship project, the matter of silencing the guns. Uh, over to you, Mr. Ndimeni. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Tijin. Uh, uh, and also thank you uh, to, to the chair of the portfolio committee. Um, I must just first uh, just make a, a quick correction. The ARF is a totally different section. We are, I'm in the chief director of African Union, and we deal purely with these issues, especially the issue of silencing the guns. Um, briefly, just to say that uh, the main issue here is a focus on the achievements that we've uh, we, we've made uh, in terms of the silencing of the guns, and uh, in the overview we've covered uh, a couple of other issues, the challenges that we've faced, um, and these are largely emanating uh, from the heads of state meeting um, that was uh, held during the 50th anniversary of the organization of the African Union uh, in in Addis in on the 25th of May, the 2013. The commitment uh, to silencing the guns is actually one of the aspirations coming from Agenda 2063. And uh, then in 2020, when we were chairing the African Union, one of the major themes there was uh, silencing the guns, creating conducive conditions for Africa's development. Next slide, please. Well, here is, is just to indicate here that the, the, the need and the, the, the threats to the continent largely emanate from peace and security issues, both in the traditional and emerging, and emerging ones. But largely to also indicate that uh, we've seen that this continues to multiply in various parts of the continent, and more specifically in regions such as the Sahel and Lake Chad Basin, the Central African region, the Eastern Congo, and the Horn of Africa, um, Sudan, South Sudan, and Libya. These uh, emerging threats, they are fueling crises and conflicts, and they are exacerbating the ability of the African Union and African countries to prevent conflicts, resolve existing conflicts, and also at the advancement of socioeconomic developments. Well, here again, this slide addresses itself to the achievements in the African Union. Um, in 2017, the Assembly of Heads of State and Government adopted a strategic document is called, that is called the, the AU Master Roadmap of Practical Steps to Silencing the Guns in the African Union um, in, in Africa by 2020. Since the adoption of this Master Roadmap, the AU Peace and Security Council has led efforts in the implementation of the African Union Master Roadmap. Among the steps that have been that have been taken practically have been the, the outreach to member states to better inform the objectives of the Arms Trade Treaty. The Arms Trade Treaty obligates member states to monitor arms exports and ensure that weapons don't violate existing arms embargoes and end up in the hands of human rights abusers, who, amongst others, fuel terrorism within the within the continent. And we've seen this closer to home in Mozambique. 
A notable milestone on this on this aspect has been the progress on the operationalization of the Africa Standby Force, which is a key component to the, in the architecture of African peace and security, which is designed to address crises, conflicts, and humanitarian emergencies and disasters. The Africa Standby Force is also intended to provide the African Union with the capacity to respond quickly and effectively to emergencies. It's again important to highlight here that uh, within SADC, we've had we've seen the, the rapid deployment of, of, of the SADC mission in Mozambique, the SAMIM, in Cabo Delgado province. This has been this is seen as a major important step forward in operationalization of the Africa Standby Force. The 13th extraordinary summit of the African Union's Assembly of Heads of States and Government in December, on December 6th resolved that the master roadmap should be postponed or extended, to put it differently, um, to 2030 with biennial reviews due to the fact that uh, we faced challenges in 2020. It again, which is the assembly, resolved to extend the observation uh, of Africa man, Africa man, amnesty months during the period of September every year for the, for the next 10 years within the context of Agenda 2063. This, this amnesty month provides for the collection and disposal of small, and light, small arms and light weapons illegally owned by civilians. Amongst the, the other challenges has been the revitalization of the AU Peace Fund, which now holds significant, significantly a financial endowment, endowment and which is also for us a, a, a key aspect of funding for the Peace Fund. This enhances the capacity of the African Union to further mobilize funding for early and effective responses, including the deployment of peace support operations in areas of conflict. It also helps lessen the unpredictability on, in obtaining funding. South Africa's participation in, in the C5, in the AU high-level adult committee in South Sudan, is also another major achievement, which we are following up aggressively. We had notably not been able to pursue uh, this aspect due to COVID in 2020. However, currently through uh, the Special Envoy Deputy President David Mabuza, uh, we've now started re-engaging further. We are also involved directly in mediation processes, South Sudan in Lesotho and Esatini. We've also got a military and police deployment in Mozambique and the DRC through MONUSCO and also South Sudan, MONUSCO being the stabilization mission, stabilization mission of the United Nations in Democratic Republic of Congo. We recently participated in Malabo, um, Equatorial Guinea, um, where, where this, there was an extraordinary summit on terrorism and unconstitutional changes of government. And this was, again, a, a solid contribution towards the achievement of the quest to silence the guns. Challenges, clearly, just when we thought we were going to be able to make effective interventions in the continent, 
we then suddenly were confronted by the challenge of COVID-19. And the COVID-19, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic stood out as a serious obstacle in efforts to silence the guns on the African continent. More specifically, the global lockdown interrupted several initiatives that we were we had undertaken. And uh, for us, there were uh, priorities uh, which we thought would constitute legacies. It also created another challenge for us in the sense that we're not effectively uh, able to be on the ground to pursue most of these initiatives. During the Malabo summit recently in May, one of the issues that we identified as, uh, as factors for the regression in progress in the African continent uh, was the threat of terrorism and, ex- and violent extremism, and which has now for the first time spread to all five regions of the continent. Um, in terms of numerical value, this has, between 2012 and 2020, terrorist attacks on the continent have grown fourfold, or if you were to translate it into percentages, by 400%. Again, the resurgence of unconstitutional changes of, of power in the continent, just to put it into perspective, four coup d'etats, coup d'etats have taken place within a period of a year between 2021 and 2022, resulting in four countries uh, being suspended by the African Union Peace and Security Council. The presence of foreign fighters or mercenaries in conflict areas like Libya and the Sahel, those constitute a major challenge that perpetuates instability and conflict. Again, the non-observant by some member states of the, Af- of, of, of the African continent to the African amnesty a, a month contributes negatively as the challenge of small arms and light weapons proliferation is left unaddressed. The Malabo summit, re- summit recently held highlighted the need to strengthen the Africa governance architecture and the Africa peace and security architecture. We are envisaging uh, some opportunities in spite of the gloomy picture that we are seeing. Despite the mixed, the ongoing mixed results in the efforts to silence the guns, there is some hope for eventual successes. And uh, amongst those is our own uh, membership of the AUPS uh, Security Council, which started in April. And uh, we are internally looking at the strategy of uh, profiling our church, our chairship, which is going to be in, in February, which is a monthly rotation. This is going to be in February 2023. We intend to make use of that opportunity to exert influence and play our part in helping Africa to silence the guns in line with its priorities. The aim is to see South Africa continuing to play a role as a trusted and important African country in the attainment of peace and security. And central to this is going to be our ability to live a sustainable uh, legacy project that will ensure that South Africa is at the center of conflict resolution in the continent. Uh, Thank you very much to you, Chair, and also thank you to you, uh, and also to all colleagues and the parliamentarians. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ndimeni.
Honorable Chair, it's back to you. Just to note that uh, our Deputy Minister, Mashukhud Lamini, is in the meeting, uh, Chair. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sorry, sorry, my dear leader, sister, Comrade Mashukhud Lamini. Thank you very much. Honorable Chair. Recognize you. Yes, I'm very no, sorry. No, no problem. I can hear. We are pressed on time. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. you know, you are in my heart <laughs> and in my soul. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, it's untenable. Okay, honorable members, that's the presentation. I, I don't think there are fundamental issues to deal with here, but we can't stop members from raising issues. Is there any member who has to raise uh, any matter? Am I audible? There's a person yeah, there, there, there's music. a nice music behind uh, you, and uh, my apology yes. also for coming a little bit direct to wait for the uh, finishing of the first session and then join this one. My apologies, Chair. <laughs> so I'll take it, Honourable Members, that the presentation is sound and clear. It's succinct. It's, it's clear as clear water. And all of us are happy with the update. We'll continue to get the updates. Can we take it like that? I can't see the hand. Honorable Chairman. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, Honorable Chair, um, I want to, uh, I'm a member of the focus group for the African Union, so I take uh, a special interest in these matters. There are two issues that I would like to uh, get more information on, and that is the standby force. Uh, the present Minister of Defence, when she was a speaker, uh, made an appeal to Parliament that the standby force should at least have a 50% component of women. And I just would like to know what progress that is, is made in that regard. Secondly, I was very happy to hear about the Amnesty Month in September because uh, that comes to the uh, bottom-up approach where small arms uh, in communities are removed. And for, and for me, that is very important, especially living uh, on the Cape Flats, where we have so many small arms in, in circulation and that there is a need for small arms reduction in order to counter uh, gangsterism, for example. So it is not only uh, a country to country and border conflicts, but it goes right to the streets so people can be safe in their houses, in their streets, in their shopping centers, uh, and, and uh, in their schools. So I'm very happy that uh, there is uh, an element of looking at the 
bottom-up approach because if we want to silence the guns, uh, I understand that, uh, you know, it, uh, uh, the idea is uh, country to country and parts of countries, uh, but if it filters through to the streets, that is what I learned when I, when we discussed this in 1974 in Libya with uh, Colonel Gaddafi, when these matters were addressed. But I'm very interested to know about the gender, uh, the gender of the standby force, and secondly, also uh, uh, some more, some more information about what South Africa is doing as far as silencing the guns is concerned in our streets. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Thanks, Honorable Hendricks. I don't see any other hand, Honorable Members. So I take it that uh, this is work in progress and we'll continue to get updates on it. And if indeed there's no other member wants to say anything, this is how we come to the end of the meeting. Enjoy a bit of the minutes that are left, honorable members, before we get into the house to continue the sitting. And thanks for attending. Bye bye. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. So, Thank you, Chair. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, so.